Welcome to the Blackout Podcast, where I get to talk to amazing people who do amazing things. And today I have amazing, awesome, cool Ugochi West, my sister, someone that has all these weird, creative ideas. And I'm glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Okay, I remember I was on LinkedIn and then I saw like some posts and I was like, who is this person? I need to know, you know, obviously the name is Nigerian. I'm like, I need to know the person. I reached out to you. First of all, thanks for being super receptive of my random message. But like, secondly, what was your, I guess, immigrant journey to Canada? Okay, so um, my journey to Canada started, I think, in 2019. Um, so I'm from Nigeria and I was a banker until a few days ago when I resigned. But <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I by the side, I ran a non-profit and a social enterprise, which took the bulk of my what time. What was the name of the... The name is Alvana's Legacy for Africa. Okay. I'll get into that deal some other time. So, okay. <laughs> um, so it, we started off as an enterprise that just helped girls and <clears throat> women be more than just hoping to get married someday, going to school and stuff. So we helped them to just, okay, what do you want more than this? Eventually we found out that it's not just about the change of mindset and maybe hooking them up with a mentor. They needed like seed funding. And so we now became a social enterprise, help them raise funds, help them push their businesses, you know. But there was always a, um, a limit to which they can get to. And I couldn't do much for them because I wasn't really qualified. So you want to reach out to people, they're like, what is your qualification? You're just a banker. Mm. And so I said, okay, maybe I should get a degree or, or something in entrepreneurship. And then I started looking for a master's in entrepreneurship and innovation because the goal is to innovate. Um, so I, I stumbled on St. Mary's University, Halifax, and then University of Wollongong, Australia. Got into both, but because of the distance to Australia, I chose, and I mean, the receptiveness of Canadians, I chose Canada. Mm. That was in 2019, before COVID. Right. And so I said, I'm not, I'm not cut out for anything in the heat of COVID. So I deferred and then came after the pandemic in 2021. And, and yeah. Actually, before we jump into that, I, I'm curious now, it's been... A few years since COVID started and all, how was it like in the tick of things at like March 2020, once the lockdown was happened, how was that experience for you? So March 2020, I was pregnant. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So it was crazy because you couldn't do anything. Mm. You couldn't even go to the hospital because you're scared of contracting COVID. And yet you couldn't go to work. So I was pretty much on house arrest. And because I'm not someone that likes to sit still, it was a trying time for me. So mm. I started um, like online um, videos, mentorships, anything I could get my hand on to just keep myself busy. Mm. But it also helped me because it helped me stay safe. Because if I was going out to work, I might have contracted COVID and then all the complications. So it was a trying time. But I guess it taught me a couple of things that life is bigger than the hustle and bustle. Sometimes just taking time to reflect really teaches you what is important in life. Mm, mm. 
yeah, no, that was a, it was an experience for me. Uh, but I guess, you know, there were some not so good things that happened during at least the thick of things during COVID with, I mean, people dying, a lot of people yeah. dying. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was also like, it was also an opportunity for self. Reflection. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just taking it in. Also, I watch a lot of TV. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So, you know, 2021, right? Mm -hmm. You moved here in House St. Mary's. Yeah. I came, I came in October 2022. See one, yeah. I came in through Moncton, though. I stayed in a friend's place before I moved to Halifax, yeah, mm -hmm. St. Mary's. Um, and then our classes were still online, but um, we were preparing for the internship, so you needed to be on ground to get all your qualifications, the SIN and everything to apply for jobs. So, and your internship was where St. Mary's University. School oh, of Business. yes, wow, 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 what did it involve? Um, my internship was, I was a business consultant, um, for technology and strategy improvement. So, um, I wanted to do my internship at a startup or an entrepreneurship firm. I tried to get one, but, um, some things happened and I actually had a promise almost side and sealed. So I relaxed and then it didn't go through. So I decided to strategize and look for a problem to solve. Mm. So in the School of Business, they were running like a legacy system of data collection, data storage, which was very difficult for the staff and the students. And so I wrote... In what way was it difficult for them? So um, for like, they, they were using Excel for information collection. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excel. No. Yes. <laughs> so... Whoa! I mean, students will send stuff through email. So imagine my class. We so were, like there's someone that's literally entering this data. It's no one's job, but it's everybody's job. Right, right. Because you get the email, then you have to put it in. And and then if nobody does it, then it gets missing. And then they have to send an email to the student again. And like, we've not received this item, but I sent it three days ago and all that. So right. I was involved in that process. And I, I mean, like there are ways to automate this system. This mm -hmm. is 2022. And so I sent an email out and they were really receptive, like the school administration, I, I guess they didn't even know it was a problem, but I mean, they said, okay, if you can do this, then let it be your internship. And that's what I spent my time doing. What did you change? It's not Excel so, anymore. No, it's not Excel. <laughs> <laughs> so we already had like a database where um, faculty, like teaching staff, passed um study materials and grades so it's called bright space we already had that mm. and it was just to integrate the um, graduate career services on that platform mm. and create a platform for deliverables collection and then allow students to just go on and log on you know so like a web form um like a web form but like um it's a website so you create like a subject code for the team mm. and then they can monitor what they want to receive and the students can just log on with their normal um school login yeah and then go there and then upload the materials they did and uh, someone just uploads and sees that everybody has submitted the and then you can easily send automated emails to those who haven't even submitted so it becomes easier you don't have to say okay ug and you scroll down to look for <laughs> gochi and then you know it becomes very it was very seamless and it just needed a couple of you know brainstorming we tried a couple of things before i said okay instead of paying for a new system mm. 
we have one available. All we need to do is to synchronize. Yeah. So we worked with the IT department and we created this new shell and it's working pretty fine. So Yeah, no. So me, I'm really... Okay, so me, I'm super boring. If it's broke, why are we fixing it? Sorry, <laughs> if, if it's, it's not, not broke, why are we fixing <laughs> yeah. it? And if something exists, why can't we build on it? Around it, yeah. Right. I mean, then finally, if all this is not working, then let's build a new thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, building a new thing, it's cool and it's nice and it's sparkly. But if you have all these things, and you know, again, another thing about me, especially when it comes to school, like, when it comes to traditional, you know, things like schools and stuff like that, they don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to make the change very slow yes. and easy. Yes. So it's like, you know, you can do this and they're like, oh, it's working. And yeah. then you move to the next one and you move to the yeah. next one. I think another challenge is that sometimes, even though it's stressful, staff are just used to stress because I can't imagine having 10 deliverables and having 43 students and having them send it through email. <laughs> but they they were used to it. It's like, oh, but I'm like this is how I, it should be. I can't do <laughs> it. It can be easier. So let's rewind a bit. You say you had bank until a few days ago. Uh, why, why did you get into banking? What? Oh my god! And <laughs> why did it end a few days ago? Why did I get into banking? It was. First of all, I never dreamt of being a banker. So initially... What did you want to be growing up? Oh, my God. Gifted hands, a doctor. <laughs> oh, why? Well, gifted hands. Wait, is that I what read... Ugochi means? No, no, no. I read oh, the book. book. Oh, my gifted God. Hands. Yeah, everybody yes. read that freaking yes. book. Yep. I read the book while I was in secondary school. And yeah. then I made, like, I can make a difference. I can be a doctor. So... I went into school. I wanted to get into medicine. I couldn't. So I went into microbiology, still trying to get into medicine afterwards. Right. So I got into medicine in my final year in microbiology. And my dad was like, just finish this and then we can think of medicine. And then when I was done, I went for my NYSC, which is like a one year. I fucking hate that thing. <laughs> you know, one thing I told myself, I said I was never going to do it. What did you? No. Why? Why would I do? I don't get the point. Like... Explain to me what the point of that thing is. Well, there's no point. At least we helped teach students. Is it, so, you, so do I have to go to that training with the military people to like if, I, like the, if the if the camp can be scrapped and people can actually be sent to do things they enjoy doing right. it's better. But I mean, it's yeah, what I it mean, is. I can I can vol so I so, so I can volunteer my time. I don't have an issue with that. It's like I'm not gonna freaking go to the thing. And like, oh, you know, friends will say, you know, you have to wake up in the morning. It's like you're being the military. I hated waking up the early. <laughs> <laughs> I hated all those things, but I had to do it. Yeah, so I did it. Where did you uh, oh, serve? What like what? Oh, okay, okay, in okay. The village. <laughs> but I, I try to enjoy my time there. Oh my god, that's the other thing. You don't get, um, you don't choose where they send you to. Yes, you don't. My sister went to Zamfara. Oh my god, I had a friend that went to Zamfara. She came back black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, no, she went yeah. to Zamfara. I remember my sister. She did get her nose would bleed because oh of how hot, hot it was there. 
I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this thing. No, no oh, NYSC for me. You. Okay. Yeah, but no, fuck no. God. That. Anyway, so you did NYSC. So I did NYSC and then um, I just came back from Wait, what did you do? Like, so were you like in the research thing or for your NYSC? Oh, no, I actually taught in a primary school. Oh, so, I, so you I, taught I, science? I taught biology? I, I taught everything. I taught biology. I taught English. I taught CRS. Wait, why are you, how are you teaching CRS? It's just, they give you... Like, Bible. They give you the book and the syllables <laughs> and then you go and teach. So they didn't have teachers for all these subjects. Holy shit. And I was living on camp, I mean, in the school premises. So mm. I had a lot of time on my hands. So, mm. I mean, okay, I can teach that. I can teach, okay, so I, That's a lot, man. That's a lot. Well, you That's have to a keep lot. busy. When you're in the village, there's exactly. nothing to be done. <laughs> it's better you're doing something than you're not doing anything. <laughs> and then I agreed with them. I'll teach Monday to Wednesday. And then from Thursday, I have my time. And they were okay. So I taught Monday, Wednesday. And Thursdays, I will travel and do some other things. And so... Where is... What city is Ekiti close Ekiti to? Ekiti is close to Lagos. Ah, well, not close to Lagos, but... No. It's... I don't even know. But I will go from Ekiti to Anisha. And then from Anisha, I will just move. It's uh, close to Anisha okay. somehow. Okay. Yeah. So it was easy for me to navigate. Yeah. No, not for me. <laughs> uh, good for you. Uh, so, so you've, you... So I finished and then... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I, okay. I'm sorry. Let's stay at this school. How was it teaching? Oh, gosh. I'm going to... Well... It wasn't a good experience because the, the students were not so, um, they couldn't speak English that much. And I couldn't speak Yoruba. Mm. Yes. So I it was my first time of seeing a school being taught in Yoruba. So they teach English with Yoruba. <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult, but... Then I got a student who understood English. And so your student was the go between. Yes. Yeah, so my goal, my goal there was at, as many students that, as I can get to learn English better before I left, the better. So I did that. I was doing like a small club. So after that was school. your first. Yeah. Well, you just like helping people, eh? Was mm. that when the idea for your nonprofit started? Oh no. So um. My non-profit is named after my friend who died during the Dana air crash in 2016. Is that the one where the pastor's wife also died? Yes. So I had a friend that, was that died. A f- yeah. That was crazy. That was... Yeah. That was... And it was literally when they were landing. Or- yes. So she had the idea. She would also always try to tell females that she, she was a, a lawyer. So she hated seeing girls who all they are dreaming about is, okay, what did I get married? She wanted people to do more, mm. believe in themselves more. And so she, she would always talk to me about it and we'll laugh about it. So after she died, I just felt like, okay, I needed to keep her dreams alive. But not until I got into the banking system. And then I realized that even for women who actually have a job. That was still what they, they wanted. They still don't know how to make a difference. They just want to settle down. Because for them, being married gives them like, I don't know, validation, validation and societal influence. But, and all but that. you have to, you know, being Nigerian myself, like it, it, it starts from growing up, though. Of course, because you know, even as kids, you are playing husband and wife, exactly. right? Exactly, and then the wife is always cooking in the. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, it starts right. from there, but right. then people have to deliberately create the change mm. because then we create uh, girls who are incapable of making decisions for themselves and who always believe that no matter how rich I am, if I'm not married, then I'm not fulfilled. Yeah, you know that? Yeah, that, that part, that is, that is so true. That is so true because, you know, 
people that are like successful and still like, oh fuck, I'm X years old, I'm, I'm not, not married. married, I don't have a child, yeah. and all that. So that's how it started, and then we tried to move it a notch, and then we realized that okay. Focusing, in fact, it's it, focusing on just the females now gives the females some sort of responsibility in quotes to now become providers. So we have to try to help the boys also believe that you don't, you also, you have to also sit up. So we said, okay, no longer just girls, everybody just come in, uh. and then we started that. So my my job was now like a resource. So I was pretty much funding everything I was doing with my friends. So after my Mandela Washington Fellowship, I realized, okay. Well, you see, you can't be just jump, I'm like, answering your question. Yeah, no, but, but like, but like, you're so, just, you're just uh, over flying over some important things like Mandela Washington Fellowship. That's not a small thing. Uh, but anyway, okay, go on. Yeah. So after the during the fellowship, I met people doing amazing things and a couple of them will get grants from entities that support things they were doing and I'm like okay this is possible I could mm. do this but then working in a bank is very stressful especially if you're in operations so I didn't have time anymore and I had to choose um initially when I got the job I told myself I'll stay here three years maximum five years and then I'll leave mm. but I mean when you start making money, it feels good, you know. So I, I, I couldn't leave. I just tried to balance things up. But at a point, passion overtook, you know, finances. And I told myself, okay, if I can get funding for this thing, then I don't need this job. Mm. I don't need the money. Because the money I was making, yes, I was meeting my needs and stuff. But the bulk of it will still go into the project. So mm -hmm. if I can get funding for the project, then maybe I can just take a break from work. Mm. You know, it was a very, it wasn't an easy decision to make. I can't even imagine it. I had to make that. And then rather than just resigning, the risk averse part of me said, just take leave of absence. And then uh, when you feel like you're comfortable, you're sure you're making the right decision, then you resign. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll get to the fellowship, but what made you think... Or did you have a set number or criteria that if this happens, this happens, this happens, then I can get off my leave of absence? Not really. I just <clears throat> felt like um, I had a goal for my master's. Mm. I, I I actually came to do my master's program for because of two of my lecturers, because <laughs> I, I did research on them. And then one is a professor of venture capital, which is something I'm interested in. And the other one is actually a businesswoman. She deals in blockchain gold so i'm like okay i can learn from these people mm. so i i felt like if if my goal for learning works and i'm able to get what i need then i know that i can break the glass ceilings i want to break and then i can resign mm -hmm. i don't have to get a job to leave this job mm. i just have to feel equipped to, to face my storms yep. so <clears throat> after i graduated and then i did my self-reflection i'm like i think i have what i need mm. so Okay. I didn't even remember that I hadn't resigned. So HR sends me an email like, you're supposed to resume next week. I'm like, oh, I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so let's now rewind back to the fellowship. How did the fellowship happen? What is even this Mandela, Mandela Washington? Washington Fellowship? Yep. So the Mandela Washington Fellowship is a fellowship um, by the United States um, Department of State where 
they go to um, sub-Saharan African countries and look for youths making a difference in their countries. Mm. And then they take them to the U.S. and train them, like equip them more to go back and, and do more. So you have to be creating a sort of change in your environment and then you have to actually apply for it and then get vetted, then go and get training. And the training involves a lot of... Um, theoretical and practical training so they expose you to how to do things better mm. and then how to even get funding right. for the things you're doing which was one of my challenges so after mm. that i just knew that okay it's something and i had i had an outreach in yobe state in the heat of um, boko haram so i'm sorry yeah. what what, what <laughs> so, are you looking for there you're not no so um you know because it's women right. uh, empowerment i had to do something for um family planning and actually helping the girls and women there know that they can make money themselves you don't have to just sit at home so a friend of mine told me he he was working in yobi at the time mm. and he was into healthcare. so he told me i could gather these women for you if you want to do something so i had the outreach and so I just came in from the outreach into Abuja. In fact I left there a day before the attack. We Holy had shit. we had um information that just Something evacuated. Might... Yes. And so I came into Abuja. So when the attack happened, my friend I was staying with just told me you should apply for Mandela Washington Fellowship. The kind of things you're doing is what they need. I hadn't <clears> heard <throat> about it before. So I'm like, okay, I'll think about it. So a day to the deadline he called and said, Have you submitted the application? Fuck. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I'll send it to you. See, see if it's even worth it. Mm. And that's how I applied. And tada, I was called. I went. <laughs> I saw my card and then. How was it? So was it in Washington or? Oh no, I was in North Carolina okay. in Boone. But then after the training for six weeks, we go to Washington for like the whole the general congress and stuff. So it was it was good. We were trained on everything from how to actually build your brand and how to channel, because you can be doing different things at the same time, but not actually channeling your uh, vision. And then, of course, grant writing and how to network. So if what you're doing can be relevant in other African <coughs> countries, how mm. you can network with people and do the expansion thing and all. So it was, it was amazing. And then you meet people who are doing super amazing things that will make you wonder what am I even doing to be here, you know. <laughs> but it was good. And what were some of the projects that your members of your cohorts were in? Um so I had someone who was from South Sudan, um, and they were war torn then. Mm. So he was like a peace advocate, a personal peace advocate. He would go into these war torn areas and try to talk to the youth, not to engage in the fighting. Wow. And then he had some scars from it, but he was still pushing. God and damn. then I had a a guy who was interested in um, ending um, um, vaginal mutilation in Kenya. Being a guy, that's a hard space to be in, but he was doing that. And then there was a guy um, who was interested. He's from Nigeria, too. He, I think he was an orphan, and then he started an orphanage, and then he runs the orphanage himself. Mm. Um, there was a guy, a, a lady from um, Ethiopia um, who was a pro bono lawyer for women who get raped and all that. And in Ethiopia, that's like mad. You can't even do those kind of things. So there were people who were actually putting their lives on the line and I'm just... I mean, you were, because, like, imagine okay. if you didn't fly out that day. I mean, yes, but it's not, like, something I, I'm deliberately doing, like, putting myself out there. But these guys, they know the risk, 
and yet they say my cause is important and they go out there. So I think you are not giving yourself enough credit though, because like leaving a cushy band job is you oh, know. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you believe so much in this thing you are doing. I'm going to. I, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> but come to think of it, like yes, the band job was paying well, but then if you get to empower people and change lives. You can't, it's priceless. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, your passion is, you know, okay. I mean, okay, so you did this thing and um, moved here. How was, like, your internship where you moved out of Excel and uh, <laughs> is, it, is it done now? Yes, so the, the, it's, it's done, but we're still in, like, the pilot phase, I would say, because we have two cohorts using it now. Mm. And I know that when something is new, there are going to be hiccups. Of but course. The good thing is that the IT department is willing and ready to help, mm. you know. And um, I'm sure it will be like that for a very long time until maybe if the school decides to change that system because it works pretty much. The students visit those sites every day for assignments and lesson notes. So it's easier for them to upload their documents there rather than creating another thing. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And your master's, is it done? Yes, I'm done. Graduation is supposed to be in two weeks, but I'm going to miss it. Because? <laughs> because I'm representing my school at VCIC in Boston. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so VCIC is like the venture capital investment competition. It's where students get to act like VCs, like take investment decisions based on entrepreneurs. And if you make the right decision, then you win. How do they even rate the right decision? The real VCs are going to be there as judges. Oh. So while the entrepreneurs are pitching, they are taking notes and deciding on who to invest in. And then you ask questions, they rate you, how do you ask these questions? And then how do you like take control of the conversation? Mm. And then if you chose the company that they would have chosen and asked the right questions that they would have asked, them and then convince to. them to invest in that then. So what do you, okay, venture capital sounds great, but it's kind of like freaking gambling though. It may be gambling. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, they, for every Facebook, there's, like... Oh, of course. So that's the good thing about it. You know, the money you're investing isn't even your money. It's money from people who have made money and then have spare change. And they're, like... And then you get to gamble. But out of 10, you can get two unicorns. And those unicorns make up for the losses of the eighth. So it's, it's pretty much gambling. But when you get really good then you can have like four unicorns out of ten. The goal is two. <laughs> There's a TV show I watch, and it has, it's finished now. It's called Silicon Valley. I don't know if okay. you know this, but it's essentially about what Silicon do, yeah. Valley, you know, like how they make money. and I'm like, Some people say some of the things in this, because it's a comedy, some of the things is true, and I'm like, it's crazy. Why would you want to be a venture capitalist? Well, because... Apart from the money, of course. Because it... About, well, I don't even think the people... Yes, they are investing because of profits. Mm. But it's like giving back. Like, if you made too much money, there's... 
only a limit to how you can spend it. But if you can empower a business, look at Facebook, how many employees they have mm. and what they are doing in the world. I mean... So the investors ooh, must be proud. It's not all the... It's not all... And you know, not all these businesses actually break even. It's not all good though with yeah, Facebook. Not, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Sometimes they're not even making profit. Mm. But um, the good they are doing, the investors are happy. Even though they, want, they do it for the money, mm. but... Somehow I feel like it's also about giving back because if I'm going to invest a hundred million, I don't have a hundred million. Right. I must have like two billion dollars. Right. And then I said, okay, I'm giving hundred. So if it comes back, sometimes it comes back two, three times over. Yeah. Good. If it doesn't come back, oh All well. Good. I would I have mean, used like... it on a yacht somewhere. <laughs> and then I'm using because those are the kind of people that do these investments. Yeah. And then for the actual um Partners, if you get a good company and they break even and you make 20%, mm. <laughs> 20% of a billion is so you see, you retire <laughs> early, so it's a good gamble and it's for a good cause, I believe. You know, so and then this competition, you are you the only person? Oh, or? no, it's a team of five, so we're five. There's a grad team and there's an undergrad team, so I represent the grad team, I'm part of the grad team. We're five, mm. yeah, wow. It happens to be on the day of graduation, but I mean, I'll take You'll pictures. You'll be Boston, I'll, though. I'll take pictures when I come back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's done. What's next? In um, So, the next thing on my plate is actually to prove myself. Um, do you I'm to, what? No, no, what? no, 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 in Canada. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, in Canada. So, um work for a company that works with entrepreneurs or an actual startup mm. and do the things that I know I can do better and also learn how the Canadian ecosystem works for my next phase. Okay. I'm going to let you go with this question, though. I've said what's in line. You kind of said what was on the plate, but what is this next phase? So, um, two things. So, I, re I want to go into venture capital, mm -hmm. but I also want to be an entrepreneur. So I have a couple of, I have an idea book with a couple of ideas, mm. but then as time goes on, I'll know which is ready and if it's time or to do venture capital for a while and then maybe eventually just do entrepreneurship. So yeah, it's a combination of both and it's on the journey, but you know that you can have decisions or goals and then as you evolve, they also evolve. Mm. So for now, is to prove myself working and gaining Canadian experience. Mm -hmm. And then after that, then I'll choose, okay, do I work for a VC before becoming one mm -hmm. or do I just become an entrepreneur and then see how life goes. Wow, Gucci, man. Thanks so much for sharing all these things. Are making me remember all my NYSC and all, <laughs> <laughs> and all those Thank things. Thank you for having me. Uh -huh.